On this episode of Beyond the Bugle, choosing a summer camp can feel like an overwhelming decision, especially during a pandemic. Now, recently, we gathered a panel of seasoned parents with campers of all ages from different places with different backgrounds to speak about their experience choosing a summer camp and why they chose Tawanda. Here's our director, Mitch Ryder. Let's take a listen. I thank you guys for taking the time to be here. Uh, so welcome. And we appreciate it. Uh, I'm Mitch Ryder, along with my wife, Stephanie, here and my sons, uh, Jared. Jared, give a wave. I see you there. Jared and Brandon uh, is lurking in the back there. Hey guys. Great. Uh, my, our, our two sons have grown up here at camp. They started as uh, little toddlers uh, or infants, actually. Well, uh, I'm going to be 32, and this will be my 32nd year at camp. So. True. Thank you, Jared. You're right. It's also going to be our 32nd year at camp. And uh, uh, the 99th summer of Camp Tawanda. So along with my family and our really impressive uh, senior staff team, we're happy to uh, sponsor this informative webinar. Uh, and uh, I know it can be overwhelming uh, thinking about deciding on a camp. Uh, after all, it's not really babysitting. It's not a babysitting service. And believe it or not, choosing a, a camp is similar to picking a college. Both of those experiences will have a significant impact on your child's life. And at least for the next 10 years, if not a lifetime, if they're like most people that come to go through camp. The good news is that it's really hard to make a bad decision when choosing a camp. There are a lot of great camps out there. I'm actually friendly with many of them, uh, many of the camp owners. Uh, and I'm also uh, on the American Camp Association Board of Directors. So our finger is on the pulse of the diversification, the programming and the philosophies of, of many camps. And uh, for us at Camp Tawanda, we essentially become parenting partners along with you, helping build the foundation of who your kids will become by the time they're ready for high school, college and life. And I know I'm jumping the gun a little bit because you know, you're just thinking about camp, uh, but it, it's really true. Uh, so in an effort to let you know you're not alone, some of our current camp parents who went through the same challenges you might be experiencing, fortunately, just can't get enough Zoom time and are happy to share uh, with you what they have learned and experienced in making their camp choice. Okay, so not in any particular order because they're all our favorites at camp. Uh, we have Marla and Greg Aram. Where, give us a wave wherever you guys are. Are you there? Top right. Oh, oh, top right. Okay, great. Uh, they uh, have been sending their kids to camp for seven years, uh, and they have a son who uh, will be a senior boy, uh, and Ella who will be a junior girl, and that coincides this year with being 15 and 12. We were converting in my head because we froze our groups because we were closed this summer. Uh, and then we have Marla and Josh Gottheimer uh, who have been with us for uh, four years and their daughter Ellie is gonna be a junior girl. Uh, and that means she's going into seventh grade in September of 21 uh, is what I'm talking about. Uh, and Ben uh, will be joining us for his second first year uh, entering fourth grade, uh, meaning 
the kids that signed up for 20, were, uh, they get they got credit for the year, but uh, it'll be his first year also. Um, and also, uh, uh, Heather, where's Heather Klein? Heather and Jason, or just Heather's here. Great. Uh, and uh, Heather's been with us for, oh my gosh, 11 years. Wow. Uh, her daughter, Alex, uh, is going to be a CIT, which is seven, eight, 17, 18. 17. She'll be 18. Oh my I'm God. glad oh you're my, having fun. Oh my gosh. And <laughs> her son, uh, is going to is 15 uh, will be 15 uh and uh robin and uh, where's robin mccray give us a wave robin there. yeah there you are great uh robin's been with us for eight years uh her uh, twin girls who are uh going to be 14 and her son uh is uh going to be 15 i've uh, been with us a couple of years and uh and uh, last but not least are the novics uh, who have uh, been with us a very long time as camp parents, three years, but uh, Michael and Nicole met at camp. Trust me, we still had very strict protocols, um, but we met at camp. And uh, guys, how many years uh, were you at camp? Um, eight, nine total. Camper and counselor. Nine. <clears throat> Great. I'm Lauren. I am the communications director at camp. I've been working for camp for nine years um, in the full year office, winter office, but I also went to camp. Um, I was a camper, I was a counselor, and now I am a parent of a 14-year-old and an 11-year-old, a 14-year-old boy and 11-year-old girl. And my kids have been at camp since they were seven years old. So kind of have every perspective of being a parent, a camper, and a staff member. So I'll, I'll read off the questions that we're having each of the panelists address and, and you guys, um, the attendees, you asked some great questions too. And we definitely encourage you after the panelists speak um, to feel free. This is a obviously very nice, intimate environment. Please feel free to put questions in the chat or raise your hands and we're happy to point the questions in the right directions. Okay, so here's some of the questions. They'll give their names, their campers ages, how many years they've been parents at camp. If they went to camp as a child, how many camps they looked at, um, what they thought was important when they started considering camp, what they would recommend to new parents like you guys who are looking today, what's important, what type of family or camper goes to Camp Tawanda, what was it that ultimately tipped their decision making for Camp Tawanda, what kind of an impact Tawanda's had on their camper's life. Did they ever consider the long-term benefits of a camp when they chose a camp, things like college and networking and things like that. Something that maybe they didn't know about Tawanda when they first were looking, but are happy they know now. And anything else that they personally want to add and, and share with you guys. And then, of course, they're available to answer any of your questions. Does that sound good, Mitch? Yeah, it, it sure does. Uh, and uh, I'm, I'm going to ask if uh, Josh and Marla can go, because I think Josh has to uh, has limited time with us. So I'll ask for you guys to share. I'll, I speak for our family. Josh and I are in, in different boxes because we're in different states at the moment, but um, we both wanted to get on because we felt like this was so important um, because, you know, we're such big fans of camp. Um, we have uh, uh, two kids, one of whom is laughing at me from across the room right now. I'm going to pretend like she's not here. Um, Ellie, who's 11, and Ben, who's eight, and this will be Ben's first summer. So I feel like although we're experienced camp parents. I also now have the anxiety of being a new camp parent all over again because I have a first time camper. 
um, coming in. Um, we, Josh and I both went to camp, not to Tawanda, um, but we both went to camps that were very, you know, co-ed. Um, we only looked at co-ed because we have a boy and a girl, but, you know, our camps were both on the more traditional side of camp, um, not necessarily like fancy camps, but just camp. Um, and we were looking for something that just felt comfortable um, for us. So we only looked at two camps and we were planning to look at more, but we stopped because our daughter just begged us to stop so that she could go to Tawanda. So, um, and we actually, and Lauren Foreman might remember this. I actually didn't want her to go to Tawanda. We know Lauren from other parts of our life. And she called and said, are you looking? Are you looking? And I said, I can't send her to Tawanda because one of her friends from preschool goes there. And I really want her to go by herself and not be attached to anyone and not have a crutch. And although it sounds great, like I, she's not going there. And then of course, Lauren like harassed us until we finally were like, fine, we'll come, we'll look. Um, but I really advised not to want to send her there. And um, it was the first camp we looked at. And when we left rookie day, she literally Ellie looked at us and said like, I'll stay here, send my stuff. Like I'm good. Like you guys leave and I'm going to stay. So, and then we looked at a second camp, which is where all of Josh's cousins' kids go. So we figured, like, of course, she's going to want to go with where her cousins are. And we felt like that was, of course, going to be where we sent her. And she did rookie day there. And she came out. And we said, how was it? And she said, I had a really fun day. But can I please, 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 please go to Tawanda? And can we please stop looking at camps? So that was kind of it when your kid has that kind of gut reaction. And I remember saying to her, like, what was it? No, I didn't want to hear her say, like, I want to go to Tawanda because they gave me eight Kit Kats in the canteen and, you know, something that was nonsense. But her response, and she was probably eight at the time, she said, I'll never forget this. She said, everyone at Tawanda was so welcoming and so warm. And they really just felt like, I felt like they were happy to have me there. And and it was such like a an unexpected response from this little kid um, that that was it. I mean, I don't know how you say no to that. So... I mean, and we obviously also loved it and and had a great experience. And, you know, the one thing, too, that we really appreciated was, and it's hard because you're all not getting to do the tour the way you're supposed to do the tour and getting to see camp in action. But when you do the, the, the rookie day, you spend the entire day with Mitch and Stephanie. Like, there's nothing more important to them than getting to know their parents. And so, whereas at the, the other place we went, we had to seek out the owners to even try to find them and figure out who they were. We spent in, literally hours with Mitch and Stephanie and felt by the end, like we really got to know who they were, what their philosophy was, how they run their camp, um, and just felt so comfortable by the end of the day, knowing that our kids would be in their hands. And so that was, that really, I think for us is what, what did it. I don't know if Josh. Well, no, I'll just add to that. I think you, um, you, you said it really well, Mara. I, but I think the... Uh, what struck me from the first time we set foot on camp during rookie day, and I know it's it's a little bit of a different experience right now, but A, how happy the other kids were. You know, as you walked through camp, everyone said hi. And it wasn't as if like Mitch had orchestrated this great Disney show. People, people the kids actually seemed really happy and everyone was really friendly. And um, you can tell that because we went, went to another, it was just a different vibe than other places we had been. And also Mitch's and Stephanie's house is right in the middle of camp. And as Marla just said, you know, I went to, so I went to camp in New Hampshire. I won't name the name of the camp. We, we did actually look at that camp too. We didn't physically go there, but we watched a video that after a half hour in the video, my daughter shot me a look like this, this can end now. You can send him on his way. Um, um, but, but the point is the, the, I didn't really know my owner at all. Um, you just did right in and, and the idea that I know the people who own the camp and they're in the middle of the camp and you'll get an email from Mitch at 
one or two o'clock in the morning every night. That's you, you feel like you're also the love you can feel of every part of the camp. You're really part of, of, of the experience too. So you can feel good that you're, that your kids in really good hands and, and, um, and how, and how much they're doing and how happy they are, which is, you know, if you're, uh, it's your first summer, you want to make sure that your kids are okay. Um, it's a, it's a scary thing for you too, not having your kids at home. So, you know, that was really, I would just add was, uh, um, you know, and, and you walk around camp, it's not, you know, if you want a camp, that's the fanciest camp in America, that's not the, that's, that's not what that is. It's not supposed to be everything perfect. It's supposed to feel like camp and it's supposed to feel like camp in some throwback time where, where your the music is going with American pie and, you know, you, the whole, the whole thing is um, it's not, it's meant to be a lot of, they spend a lot of focus on camp, the relationships and mentoring and just taking, making sure your kids are happy and doing lots of great activities and great staff and making sure all of that is perfect. And that's what, and to me, what I wanted the focus to be. Right. I mean, and, and so I'm, I was really, uh, I'm sorry, I got bells going off. I apologize. Um, that to me was really, really important and to Marla too. And that made a huge difference. So sorry about the bells, but, but it, it's, it's an amazing, amazing place. And it's a whole different feel than other places. And if you love it, you will fall in love with it at the a thousandth degree and be a huge sponsor and tell everybody you can to go to the camp. And that's kind of how I feel like what we've turned in. It's a cult. And I don't know what happened, but somehow I'm part of it. Yeah, thanks. It is. I I always say it's a it's a healthy cult here. Uh, but uh, thank you very much, uh, Robin McRae. How about you? Hi. So I have three kids at camp. I have twin girls um, who are 13, and then my son who's 15. Uh, we my husband did not go to camp. He's from Scotland, um, so had no real understanding of what it was. All he knew was the my two best friends who I had made at camp, who who are now his friends as well. Uh, but I went to camp, not Tawanda. Um, and camp's one of the most important and instrumental things that I think um, have made me who I am today. I went to camp when I was seven. My girls went to camp when they were seven. Um, and I always say that I, I feel like I knew who I was at such a young age because of camp. Um, because when you go to camp, you don't have your parent or your teacher looking over your shoulder, telling you what to say or how to react. You kind of have to stand on your own two feet. Um, and so going to camp for me was, I think, um, how I understood who I was at a really young age. And I, I credit that to being a young um, camper for so many years. I looked at 13 camps physically in person. Um, I am in data and research for a living. So I had spreadsheets upon spreadsheets. Um, I had priorities of what was most important to me. Um, and I was on a mission to find it. And I didn't necessarily want Wayne County or Vermont. I really didn't care. Could have been California. I felt like finding the right place was the most important thing. And what I was looking for was a place that was spirited, that was co-ed, and that was felt like a family. Um, you know, I went to many camps and they're like, yep, we're a co-ed camp and the boys eat lunch at this time. And then the girls eat lunch. And I was like, hmm, that's not really a functioning co-ed experience. And I had lots of friends who were boys and I have lots of friends who were girls. And I just, I wanted a real co-ed family experience. 
Um, another thing that was really important to me were the activities. I have three very, very different children. Um, and when one of my daughters was seven, she was a competitive gymnast and we needed a competitive gymnastics place where she could not lose all of her training. And she doesn't do gymnastics anymore, but at the time that, that was important. And my other daughter's in theater and my son's into soccer. So I needed a place that held activities that allowed for a, a range of um, skill building and also just a, a variety. So variety of activities um, that offered, you know, more intensity and less intensity was important to me. You know, we went to one camp and they were playing like backwards, you know, baseball and had no teams. And while I didn't need a team for every sport, it was nice that Tawanda has that option. It has competitive sports and it has recreational sports. And um, so that was an important thing for me. So spirit was also the last thing I'd say that was really important. Um, I wanted singing in the dining room and I wanted singing and holding hands. And, you know, one camp I went to, was, the dining room was very quiet and everyone was, I felt like it was a library. And I just, I wanted a spirited camp with, you know, people holding hands and hugging and loving each other, and knowing each other. And some camps I went to were too big and some camps I went to were too small. So this kind of felt right to me in terms of size, spirit, um, variety of activities that, you know, when your kid quits your one sport, there's something else that's, that's fun for them to try or learn. Um, you could see the engagement of the kids in all the activities. People are comfortable being themselves there in a way that I, don't, I didn't see in other camps and everyone was engaged and offered a range enough for everyone to be excited and comfortable to take part in. So those are my main things I was looking for. And lastly, one of the things I didn't know about Tawanda that I learned about was how efficient and communicative um, Mitch and the entire staff are. Um, to, to send seven-year-old girls to camp is, is a scary thing. And I literally had no fear. I like literally never looked back. Um, and having that comfort and trust is something that you can't you can't replace. Um, I never worry about my kids ever, not for one minute. I know that they are happy, and I know that they are safe, and I trust the decisions that are being made because Mitch is on the ground, Stephanie is on the ground, and that is so reflective in the spirit of the counselors too because they set the tone. And if Mitch is jumping around with the counselors and the kids, it, it spreads. It's 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 contagious. And that's where you get the spirit. Thank, thanks a lot, Robin. Uh, Mala, I'm going to ask you to go first, if you don't mind. Um, okay, so you introduced me before. I have uh, two kids. I have a son and a daughter. My son is going is a freshman in high school. He's going to be a sophomore, and it will be his seventh summer. And my daughter is in sixth grade, and it will be her fifth summer. Both my husband and I went to sleepaway camp. Uh, we did not go to Tawanda, but we both went to camp in Wayne County. And we knew that our kids would be going to camp and ideally within Wayne County. We love the proximity to home. We love the area. It's just, it's beautiful up there. And we love the camaraderie between the camps there. So we thought that was important. And a lot of their friends went within the area. So it was nice. They get to see each other and into camps. And we looked at four camps. We looked at a single sex camp. I have a, so having a son and a daughter, we looked at a single sex camp and we looked at three general camps. My, my husband went to a single sex camp. And so he, that's all he knew. And I did not. And I felt very strongly that going to a co-ed camp, you, it's really more real life. Whereas 
the single sex camps, there was so much pressure on the, as the, as the kids get older, obviously, but on the socials and, and all these other things that it was almost, I felt that the interaction in a co-ed camp was easier and more fluid than at a boy, girl, sister, you know, brother, sister camp, because there's the pressure there was just more intense. Single sex camp was not that right away. Um, and then we looked at three general camps and really a few things that, that were important. And then even more so this year became more important. Um, I love that Tawanda was owned, um, was family owned and run. And most camps aren't. Um, and some, you don't even realize that they aren't, but they aren't. And so the decisions that are being made by camp are being made by Mitch and Stephanie, um, you know, and of course, and, and, their, and their staff. But, but so like this summer when, when camp was closed and Mitch was one of the brave ones to, to, you know, call it first, he had the ability to make that decision himself where other people didn't. And we really trusted Mitch and Stephanie and their philosophy and their, um, their approach to handling campers and parents. And look, kids are great in general, parents could be tough. And so when we were looking at different camps, I, we looked at families that went to the camps and I really, we really liked the families that were at Tawanda that we knew that we met. It was important to us. And, and, you know, again, this year it became even more so as we saw what Mitch and Stephanie were able to do and decide on their own without the influence of backers and other camps and all these other things. But I share a concern actually that we had that wound up being not a concern. So um, and people who from town or nearby or camp friends of mine that call, this is always their first question. We switch bunks. So I was concerned at first when we looked and they said, you know, every year the campers switch bunks. And I was like, what do you mean you switch bunks? You know, I was used to being with the same eight girls every year in camp. We were in each other's wedding parties, some yes, some no, whatever. But it was, these were our, these were our people. Um, but what happened was, as I got older in camp and then we all came together in the end, there are people that I never really met. And so the switching of the bunks really creates an opportunity for the kids to get to know each other um, intimately over the years without, you know, being stuck in this, you know, I'm in bunk seven and these are my people. Um, it really gave, it gave both my kids a chance to meet people outside of their initial summer, outside of their, um, comfort zone outside of who they thought should be their friends for whatever reason. And I think that that um, starting out as, as my main concern about Tawanda wound up being probably the, one of the best things that came out of camp. Um, so I, I always think that's important when I talk to someone about Tawanda, because I feel like that's, that's a question that a lot of people have. Um, but otherwise I love the longevity that the kids have there's a, the culmination of camp when the kids really, they can't wait to those final summers of dorm and club and LIT. And then they want to go on and, and work at camp and work for camp. So all these things were important to me. And um, Tawanda really had what we were looking for for both of our kids. That's it. We'll be back next summer. Uh, thank you. Okay. Uh, Heather Klein down in Maryland or up in Maryland, depending on where you guys all are. How are you? I'm good. Okay. So I have a 17 year old Alex who um, is going to be going into our senior year next year. And then my son Chase will be a senior. He's 15. Um, we looked at four camps that were all fine and we loved each one. And then the last one we looked at was Tawanda. And um, 
at the end of the tour, which Mitch took us on, my sister and I, we um, and our girls, we were sitting talking to him and it was time for lunch and the music started playing and all the kids came out and the boys were holding hands with their counselors and all the boys' arms are around each other and singing and cheering and saying hi. And we felt like the other camps did not have that at all. Um, everybody seemed to be friends and everybody seemed to be just electrically happy compared to the other camps. So I looked at my sister and we decided we we're going to send our kids together. And we just said, this has the right feeling. Um, and then we went home, talked to our husbands about it and decided we definitely wanted co-ed and it was, and always, and still is the right choice for us. I actually also met my husband at camp. So um, we knew that we wanted our boy and girl to go to camp together. Um, so that was important to us for our kids to actually stay at camp as long as we could have them there and, you know, enjoy that. Um, I also have a, had a very anxious daughter when she was seven, eight, nine. Um, and most people in my family now say she does not have anxiety because of camp, that everything that she became a leader and loved camp and had no problem going away was because she learned all of those things at Tawanda, um, which is amazing. Um, and then the only other thing I really want to touch on is my first summer at camp with my daughter 11 years ago, I didn't know that Mitch sent these emails out. And the first day, the second day, I was getting these emails and at four o'clock in the morning, because I was anxious about how my daughter was, I would lay in my bed sobbing at just like the connection that he made us feel that we were at camp with these kids, with these counselors of the day to day of what was going on. And my husband would turn over and say, go back to bed. I'd be like, just read this. And it continues on now all these years later of just how you feel that connection to him, to the counselors of what actually goes on there, the love. Um, it's just so helpful and nice and emotional to read like year after year. So a lot of the things that everybody else touched on is also the reasons that we are there and it's been unbelievable. Um, let's uh, go to the Novix, please. Um, so I started camp in 1988 as a camper um, and then went back as a counselor and then group leader when I was older in college. And Mike and I knew each other when we were kids. He was a year younger. Um, and we were both there together as counselors and as group leaders and stayed together. Um, then we moved to Los Angeles. And the thing that we always said when we got, when we got married was that the most important thing in life, and I may start crying because I love camp so much, um, <laughs> which... Cry, cry. cry. Um, so <laughs> my kids do every time I start crying from happy things. Um, but we always said that the most important thing to us was that our kids would be able to go to camp. So we have twin boys and now we have um, a year and a half old boy. Um, our twin boys, Crosby and Sawyer, started at seven at camp. Um, when we were living in LA, every time we would come back during the summer, Crosby and Sawyer would come with us. So from the time they were babies, basically, they would come up on alumni day um, or during Olympics to see camp. So by the time we moved back to New York, there was like kind of the sense that they felt like they belonged there and they really knew camp. Um, 
and they would only go for one day a summer. Um, and we would talk about it often. Are we, we never looked at another camp. Um, I can't even fathom sending them any place else. Um, it would have been weird to look at another camp. Tawanda has stayed a part of our lives for, I mean, 35 years um, for me. Our, we had two tables of camp people ranging a decade in age um, and groups um, at our wedding. And I just couldn't fathom being a part of anything else. Um, but we would sometimes talk about, are we just doing this for us? Are we just trying to live vicariously through them because we love it so much because it's such a part of our lives because so many of our camp friends through the years, their kids will be there in different age groups. Um, one of our very, very close friends um, went to bring her daughter to see camps. Um, she actually had no intention. She thought she was going to send her to an all girls camp that she went to, but her daughter just wasn't as into it. So she let her go see a few other camps in the area. And it became an obsession for her daughter that she gets to go. She was seven years old, that she gets to go to Tawanda. And so I said to her, you know, actually from, from my own perspective, my kids never got that chance to like make a decision and go see other camps. And what is it that she loves so much about Tawanda? Because I kind of, I drank the Kool-Aid. I'm totally biased. And she asked her and her daughter said, well, when you walk around Tawanda, nobody takes themselves so seriously. And that was a quote from a seven-year-old. And she said, everyone just acts so silly and seems so free and just seems like they can be silly and be whatever they want. And it's true. And then when I thought about it, I thought, oh my God, everybody does walk around singing and getting dressed up and everyone's super relaxed and you can be whoever you are. You don't have to be the most athletic. You don't have to be into one special thing. You can be kind of a bookworm even. Um, and everybody finds their place, you become kind of a piece of the puzzle in a way. And everybody, there's, everyone is there. There's every kind of kid. And I know I'm super close to a lot of my camp friends and none of us are anything alike. I wouldn't be friends necessarily with these people in any other area of my life, but because we were together in this bunk and we just grew together and loved each other for who we were and for waking up and going to sleep next to each other for years on end. Um, I don't know, what else? What um, else? No, I, I mean, that, that, that's, that's most of what I think I would, <laughs> I would have said. I, I will add just for me personally, uh, I had gone to another camp before Tawanda. Um, I was in the bunk with the owner's son and it just never felt right for a variety of reasons. Uh, and so I started to look at another camp and I had a, my grandparents' best friend's kid went to Tawanda. And I used to hang out with him in Florida every winter. And they said, you should take a look. It's uh, changing ownership. We love the new owners and um, you should meet him. And Mitch, I, I think you were one of the first families that we visited in the days when the directors would like go from house to house with a projector and show Camp. I, I remember being at your house. Yeah. Um, and your and your sister was uh, still a little infant, like she played the piano or something. Yeah, or... yeah no, that, that's exactly right. But, it, you know, it's it's um my relationship with Mitch and Stephanie goes back to 1990 when uh, Mitch was, uh, had just bought the camp and was, uh, was going, you know, door to door to meet new families. So uh, I feel like I've grown with the writers uh, alongside Bobby Miller 
And, you know, when you, Bobby was the boy's head counselor when I was there. Um, I, my, my development as, as a kid is in large regard to the life I spent developing as a kid with Mitch and Stephanie and Bobby. I mean, it's, it's so much of who I am. And Amy. Um, yeah. Not on that, but. And, you know, when I, I think for us, you know, you do concern, you know, you do have a concern of, are we just forcing our kids into a situation that our names are on plaques? We can walk into bunks and tell stories. Um, it's the same people that we knew growing up. Are we giving them any opportunity or are we force feeding what we know and we love? Um, but then you go back and you walk up the hill to sign in and Lauren Eckstein, who's, you know, was my camper captain as a kid and a general when I was a kid, um, is checking you in. And Michael Pelton, who um, was a counselor and a group leader when I was a kid, is assistant boys head counselor. And I mean, Louise Daly, who I was a general with, is now uh, a special from counselor England, from, not, from, England. Know, from England. I, I could go on and on and on about the kinds of people that, you know, 1990, we're talking about 30 years later, I walk up the hill and I give a big hug and it's like, there's been no lapse in time. Everybody kind of looks the same. <laughs> I think so. I think this place, some, well, yeah, I mean, maybe. And I, and I think that there's so many counselors that we worked with as counselors and as group leaders that were then back with their kids from Australia, from England, who were the people we hung out with that now wanted to come back because they wanted their kids to have this experience was that kind of blew my mind. Um, that it's not just kids that want to be a part of this forever, but they're adults that not, they want to be a part of it and see these kids grow up. They want their own kids to get to be a part of it. So and, I think that that. And some, some of the too. people too, like, you know, I've had fortunate, been very fortunate to travel. Both of us have, you know, all over the world. Um, I lived in Australia for six months in college. I ran into a counselor in Tasmania hiking up, um, you know, some backwoods mountain. And that picture wound up in the Tawanda Times because who runs into a counselor climbing up a mountain in Tasmania? And, you know, we've been to weddings in England. There's, there's, no, there's no doubt that uh, camp is a family. Yeah. And you guys have really uh, kind of uh, presented that aspect of it, which uh, was really terrific. And, and, and really international, an international family. So I, I, I could go on and on, but um, I yeah. hand it off. <laughs> yeah, thank you. <laughs> Thanks. And um, we're proud of that you guys met at camp too, by the way. Uh, Lauren, you had a question? Yeah, no, we did. We did have a question from a parent if we're ready for questions, but. Sure. sure. I just wanted to say that, you know, uh, part of the purpose of this uh, forum tonight is to help parents who don't know how to make a decision or, or you know, are, are struggling perhaps with the decision. So some of the things I, I think what I'm picking up from this, what you might want to consider when you're looking to make that decision is, you know, who, who, who are you leaving your kids with? And is it real? Is it genuine? Uh, do, do, do the owners who are the directors know your kids and do, you, do they know you? You know, I, I could tell you the people on this panel and just about everybody else, their kids are my BFFs. And, you know, we high five and have our inside jokes and everything. And uh, it, it is, uh, whoever said it, I'm sorry, you know, being silly, uh, getting out of your comfort zone and not worrying about being judged 
uh, by that. You're allowed to be a kid and in the old fashioned sense, you know, you're not judged, you're not hidden behind a keyboard or anything like that. And uh, as uh, the Novik's talked about, I mean, this really is a family. Uh, and the youngest kid knows the oldest kid. Uh, the, everybody knows everybody uh, here. And uh, that's what makes it. So we're not just about, you know, the, uh, the activities, the sports and the uh, arts and crafts and drama and nature and outdoor adventure. That's an integral part of the program. But what it's those life skills and social skills and the networking that you never would have thought of. And especially when you have a young kid, you're not thinking about high school and college and internships and all and helping coach for college application. We do all that and we stay with you so much so until you have kids yourselves and want to send them to us. So it really is a very special, genuine place. So uh, Lauren, open it up for a couple questions, sure. Yeah, so um, I've got um, one question on the side and I'm seeing some come through in the chat. So definitely keep those coming. Um, we had one question from a panelist about, uh, not from a panelist, from one of the parents, sorry, um, about kids that might start Tawanda or transfer from another camp later in their experience, like going into seventh grade. Um, I know um, last year, I can just speak that there was a, a girl that came from another camp um, in seventh grade, a bunch of her group mates from her current, her previous camp were not going back. And she decided that she wanted to be with her cousins at Tawanda instead. And that's like a big deal at 13 to make that kind of move. And it was really special to see, first of all, because we switch the bunks so often, I'm just speaking as a parent and I'm, I'm sure, you know, some of the other parents might have some stuff to say, but I feel passionately about this is that because we're constantly tweaking the bunks, my kids have been in bunks with everybody in their group. They're not bunk mates, they're group mates. So that by the time you get to seventh grade, first of all, you're really friends with everybody. It's not like, you don't know the kids in the other bunk. They're your group mates. We don't call them bunk mates. So it was amazing to see this one girl. I mean, just because it's a recent example, but we've had so many. One, one of my best friends growing up started when she was 14, I think. Um, this girl just felt right at home. She slid right into camp because, first of all, the kids are so excited to make new friends. And I think we really talk so much with the kids leading up to the summer about that. We give them so many opportunities to connect them with other group mates, to meet friends at different off-season events that we have, that it wasn't a strange and scary thing um, when she got to camp, but it looked like she had been there forever. And it was really just beautiful to see her so relaxed. And Mitch actually was just emailing with that parent, I think yesterday. And she was like, oh my God, my daughter cannot wait to step foot on soil at camp next summer. And that's beautiful because it's really never too late, I think, to start your your friendships at, at camp. Yeah, and, and we would certainly talk uh, privately about that uh, if you have an older camper. I just want to point out Lauren, Lauren Foreman also uh, uh, was a camper here at Tawanda. In fact, she was a little uh, girl just about ready to have her bas mitzvah when uh, Stephanie and I, uh, our first year, and she not only uh, is a camp, was a counselor, and a general in Olympics, uh, but uh, a, a parent of campers, she works year round for camp as our communications director and parent liaison too. So it's hard to leave here. It is, it is. Were there other questions? Lauren, I, unfortunately there I'm was. on my phone, um, so I can't. 
So I'm one of, um, one on the chat. Um, I'd love to hear insight from the parents who chose not to send their kids where they went themselves to camp. Was there any specific rationale not to return there? So um, who on the panel, you can just raise your hand wants to answer that. Robin, you wanna take a first shot and then Marla? Sure, uh, well, we went back and looked at it, um, but the ownership was, uh, they had like a few different owners of the camp and I didn't get the same sense that the owners knew the kids um, and the camp, I felt like it didn't really have a soul. It's a little, it's hard to explain, but Tawanda has like a really rich and prominent soul. Um, and you feel it when you go to the camp and the camp that I went to, even though I loved my experience there, um, as a parent looking into the program, it didn't have spirit and soul and that connection with the owners. And, um, it felt like it was trying to be everything to everyone, but it didn't have its own core values that it, it worked with. And Mitch and Stephanie have a really, you know, concrete vision of what they want in the camp and how they run the camp. And it's not wishy-washy based on like a parent request. It, you know, it's based on their values, which aligned with what we were looking for. Um, so the, it was really the ownership. It just, it didn't have the same sense of spirit and soul. Uh, it's, it's a little hard to explain, but, um, and you can't see it. It's, it's, it's unfortunate that you can't feel and see the spirit and the soul of the camp in person, um, but it's it's really present. Well, I will say, Robin, you can't fake the stuff that's on FridayNightFlix.com. Oh, right, you know, Friday Night right? Oh, and the other thing I forgot to mention is that there's no technology, like kids can't bring phones and they can't email, like, and I think that's a whole element that we didn't really talk about, but I think that's an important thing that was that was important to me that I wanted a technology-free experience for my kids in, in the summertime, which um, is a really nice break for them because we all know that most kids spend way too much time uh, with technology. So- Certainly this also, year. Yeah, sure. Certainly this year. Uh, but by the way, uh, just to clarify that, parents can email in. We just print it out and circulate it like regular mail. And we'll spoon feed all of that type of information uh, appropriately. Can I say something? Yeah. I went to a camp that was a session camp and that's why we didn't look there. My husband and I both decided that um, our first year we both went for the first session and then ended up going the whole time. And we had different friends first session versus second session that we decided we wanted a seven week camp so that it stayed consistent versus kids coming and going, which was like one of the most important things. Yeah, it's a whole it's a whole different program. Uh, when kids come, yeah. when, when kids are coming and going, and we also we always find like the second half of the summer, after that visiting day hump because of the anxiety about visiting day, the kids hit their stride, and I I, I know that because I remember re even writing that to you guys late at night. They hit their stride because they're feeling good and now they're getting sad that camp's going to end and they just want to make the best of it. it is, it's amazing what happens after visiting day at camp. Um, so a question just about like traditions and what's changed over the years, maybe from some people who are familiar with camp back in the 80s and early 90s. Um, what of camp has, maybe the Novix could probably speak to this. I know I could speak to this. Um, what has kind of changed and what has stayed the same? I can answer um, 
one thing I think that's changed in an incredible way is the involvement um, during the summer of alumni, uh, which was not something that was present when I was a camper, but uh, we now are invited um, for an alumni day. So we have you know visiting day, and then we get to see other alumni on alumni day. And then um, you know there's also a, a sort of rabid bunch of us that come for Olympics at the end of the summer. And I think that- um, And what I will say about that, our kids could not care less. They're like, you don't- You're not them. allowed to see them. There's no, it's not no, like a secret loophole. What is cool to us about that is that, you know, sometimes there are dorm girls or club boys like down at the bottom of the hills or pulling up doing something. They're like, oh my God, we know who you are. We wanna come back when we're alumni and we're gonna be here forever. And we're gonna send our kids here. And you just get that other kids, they can envision this place being a part of their lives forever. Traditions, I feel like, are all exactly the same. Um, there are a lot of times that my kids will say something and they'll start to tell me something like, oh my God, so I don't know if you know about this thing, Dutch Auction. And anyway, and they'll start to talk, I'm like, yeah, I know Dutch Auction. Or they'll be like, oh, so we're meeting at the White Rock. The White Rock is a place. I'm like, yeah, no, I know what the White Rock is. Or they called, you know, the one time they called the entire summer and I'm a nervous wreck. I, I'm just so hoping they're going to be okay. It took forever to find them because they were too busy and didn't really want to get on the phone having, having too much fun. And one of my sons said, um, he's like, okay, I, I'm, I'm happy to talk to you. And I haven't heard this child's voice. He's seven in weeks. And he says, um, um, I'm happy to talk to you, but tonight is all camp free play. It's not campus only. And I don't know if you know, like all camp is really cool because the whole camp boys and girls are all together doing all this stuff. And I'm doing something with Stephanie in the garden and Crosby's playing basketball. Because um, it was campus only, I'd care less, but like, I'll talk to you for a few minutes. <laughs> and just all of those things, I was like, oh my God, I haven't heard those words in so long. That Those are things that I said campus only. And, and it's Olympics is the same. And all of these things, the songs are the same. And it's kind of amazing because then you you're older and Lauren and I can sing Olympic songs from 1988 together. So I, listen, I want I, I I think you can go on and on. I'm just saying, like when, like when I was the direct when you were a counselor and I would have to give you the quiet sign. Not a problem. But I just want to say that often I'm asked from parents who are not alumni. So will my kid feel left out? Uh, and the fact is, no. Uh, you are part of this family no matter what. What what they what the non-second generation or third or fourth generation uh, kids feel, they, they, they love hearing these, quite frankly, embellished stories uh, that the older folks uh, come back and tell. Uh, they do, uh, and we're very, very, uh, strict isn't the right word, but I'm gonna use it for right now. We're very strict with our alumni, so it would never create a rift that, oh, that's not fair. They get to see their parents again. It is nothing like that. I, I make the, the alumni sign off on it and they know when uh, Stephanie and I have a, a, a guideline like that, we mean what we say because we, we are looking out for all of our kids. The, the fact is, you know, we have staff that have kids at camp too. And they're, go ahead, Stephanie. Yeah, so I was gonna say, you know, it was our goal that staff children and our kids included would have the same experience that the other campers had, yeah. and that's without your parents there. So we do stress that to all the staff when they sign on to join us that they don't see their kids, that they have secret signs, and that the kids can have their real authentic individual experience without the parents there. 
and that's very important to us. No, I just put in the chat. Oh, here we have we have another one. Um, thanks for coming in. Um, are there any? I'm not sure I completely understand the question, but there are there New York, New Jersey groups versus other places. I guess are you asking like where Jacqueline? Go ahead. Oh, I can't hear you. There you go. I can speak to that because we live in the suburbs outside of Chicago, and so my question would be: I know that Pennsylvania, New York is, and I know that you make an effort to mix the groups is there you know kids coming from outside of the east coast do they mix in well do they you know how are they you know sort of how yeah. do you get everybody to get along that sort of thing because i'm sure people have friends and cousins and things like that and my kids would be coming on their own right uh, heather maybe you might want to address that since uh, and by the way our campus spread out uh demographically nicely across the country certainly uh, the majority comes from the uh, New York <laughs> metropolitan area, right. meaning uh, New York, uh, Connecticut, New Jersey, uh, Pennsylvania. But, uh, you know, so Heather uh, actually selected us when our Maryland population was small. And now we shared know, we, a bus with another camp. Yeah, we did. Uh, <laughs> and now we we fill a bus. <laughs> it's, it was great. I mean, even from the beginning, maybe six or eight families when my daughter was seven and barely knew anyone. They, everyone's friends like truly it doesn't matter where you're from the merge when you get there from up and down the east coast west coast chicago wherever like florida it doesn't matter everybody is within days it it's great i mean there are definitely kids from like new jersey and new york that are friends from home and know each other from home they typically right. don't even want to be in the same bunk together and we usually don't we try we really break that up if there if that is happening. Yeah. So my uh, my daughter's first year, I think there was one other girl from here in the whole age group. They were not in the same bunk. They had no problem not being in the same bunk, and it was great for my daughter. Yeah, and Jacqueline, as you know, we're growing in Chicago nicely. Uh, we actually have about fifteen states represented, uh, and uh, <laughs> most recently, Bob, I, I think about five countries uh, that we uh, five other countries that we have kids from uh, off the top of my head, uh, Spain, uh, France, Italy, yes. Ukraine. Is Canada another country? Yeah, I guess. Yes. Yeah. Hey, Australia counts. Australia, yeah, there you go. I think the kids also, the kids like meeting kids that aren't from their county or their town. And it's so easy with FaceTime and Instagram. And the, I used to have to ask my parents, can I call my camp friend in Long Island? It was like, and she was like five minutes, you know, and everything was a long distance call. Now it's, it doesn't even matter where it doesn't, it really doesn't even matter where you are. Um, I think the kids get excited when it's someone who's from, you know, somewhere from else. camp. So yeah. And al also, I'll just say, uh, bringing it to this year that we were closed and my son, Jared, who's here, uh, created our uh, virtual camp called Tawanda Plus. Uh, and uh, he uh, programmed the entire summer virtually, uh, which was really amazing. And kids, you know, they did it kind of like on demand when they wanted to. Uh, but and, and it was just a really good feeling to know that it was there. Like when we did all camp bingo one night, you know, we had a great crowd. We did the reunion just last week. We had 300 kids on our virtual reunion. Can you imagine after all these months of school Zooming uh, that 300 kids came in and it was a blast. It was a connection. We showed some videos. We had a, a contest and you know, it was less than an hour. We're gonna do our beach party online uh, 
next uh, later this month. So uh, we bring everyone together all the time. And by the way, I, I, I maybe I, I want to clarify uh, the late night emails that uh, uh, was brought up before. I'm sorry, I forget who it was. Uh, Heather, I think it was. Yeah. Um, so each night, and Stephanie usually uh, wants to, you know, hit me on the head with a frying pan. Like, would you go to bed already? And I'm like, I'm compelled to share what is going on in this place with the parents. Uh, and it's, it's been a really wonderful connection uh, over the years. Ever since email was invented, I started doing it. Uh, you know, usually I go to bed around one or two o'clock in the morning. I just bang out typos, my sense of humor that uh, I think the parents call Mitch-isms. And you learn to read between the typos because I don't proof my thing. I just hit send. And I tell you the good, the bad, the ugly, the happy, the sad of what's going on. And you feel really connected. Couple that with the photos and the Friday night flicks we do. Uh, you, you really feel connected. We, we actually don't get any phone calls uh, during the summer. We will get an emergency call maybe, uh, but uh, parents feel very connected and know what's going on. Well, listen, uh, we really appreciate you uh, taking the time to join us. We know how overwhelming a decision it is. Uh, and I will tell you between now and when those uh, buses roll in, uh, we'll get to know each other real well. Albeit a little different maybe this year, uh, but uh, we'll, we'll, we're going to be here in, uh, in June and July and August. So it's, uh, we're really looking forward to it. We got three inches of snow today at camp. Wow. So very, very exciting. Uh, and uh, to our panelists, really appreciate you wanting yeah, to do thank this. Thank you, everybody. And, uh, great words. Yeah, really. I hope, by the way, I hope the recording worked because you know, there was some uh, great stuff. Yeah, and uh, those of you who are still considering camp, we're happy to Zoom individually with, your, with you and your kids too. All right, everybody. All right, thank you, thank you so you. much. Good luck. Take care, be safe. Bye, be well. Take care, thank you guys. Now we want to take a moment to thank those parents who shared on our panel, as well as the prospective parents for joining us and asking some really great camp questions. We also want to thank you for listening. Now, if you're listening and you're interested in learning more about our camp, Camp Tawanda, be sure to check out our website, camptawanda.com. We have a lot of information, a lot of great videos on there, or we'd love to get in touch with you. So be sure to send us an email at info at camptawanda.com. That's info at camptawanda.com. That's it for now, though. For Beyond the Bugle, we are counting down the days until the summer. Thank you for listening. 